This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. Almost didn't get that one out, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'm getting old. All right. This week, we're talking about Rock and Rolla. And that's spelt crazily. Uh, and uh, 2008, directed by Guy Ritchie, written by Guy Ritchie, starring hey, Guy. Gerard Butler, Tom Wilkinson, Idris Elba, uh, Hardy, Mark, Mark Strong, Strong, Tandy Newton, uh, the Hardy Boys, Tandy Newton, Carl Rodin, Toby Kebbell, Piven, Jeremy Piven, yeah. Ludacris, Ludacris, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> other people. Um, Scott, you picked this movie. Uh, how did you see this, and what's your experience with it? Betty saw it with his eyes. <laughs> so uh, I, I think I, uh, I don't think I got this one in theater, in the theater. Um, probably caught it on cable. <laughs> to be honest, this one this one was like in and out of theaters very quickly. Uh, for whatever reason, it didn't get the same marketing push of uh of Snatch. Um, this is definitely his biggest follow up. Uh, I forget if Guy Ritchie had something in between this and Snatch. I'm looking it up now. Uh, might have been Sherlock Holmes actually. Um, he had a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Some of them are short. Revolver swept away, and the Madonna yeah, the, video, Madonna stuff. Yeah, but yeah, he had. Uh, yeah, so rock and roll was before Sherlock Holmes. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I saw this. Uh, I, I really enjoyed Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, and Snatch. Uh, so when I heard that he had another British crime movie. I was definitely going to sit down to watch, and I was not disappointed. Uh, basically, what you would expect from a Guy Ritchie movie, um, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, <laughs> uh, depending on who you talk to. Um, mm-hmm. Not <laughs> Jeff. <like> Guy Ritchie. <laughs> so yeah, I, again, I I like the the British you know, humor crime genre that the Guy Ritchie carved out for himself and uh yeah this was a very enjoyable movie all right uh my history is i just saw it for the first time i'm not a big guy Ritchie fan i don't understand british people and um <laughs> it's like, like language or just like language yeah language like how they think uh the the food they eat the meat pies come on that's weird I don't know. I mean, I have a hard time with the Yiddish, the, the Yiddish accent, the British accent. Um, and just his movies, I just don't, they're not for me. Uh, but there's like stuff I like in Lock, uh, what is it, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, but not really. I never, I didn't like Snatch. Uh, I only saw half of Sherlock Holmes. Um, I heard The Man from Uncle's good. I haven't seen that one. Uh, it was, it was ones. okay. It was way too long, but yeah, it was okay. That King Arthur movie looked terrible, and I didn't see that. So the King Arthur was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my uh, history, and I'll get more into it now. Alex, 
Uh, yeah, same. I just saw it for the first time. I am kind of a Guy Ritchie fan. I mean, I like his stuff. I haven't seen his bad stuff, but I like his good stuff. So there you go. Okay. Yeah, looking at his list, I thought he did more than this. So it's interesting. Yeah, um, he's doing Aladdin. Oh, boy. All right, well, let's get into it. We do our, uh, each of us have a list of our seven things we want to talk about. So, Scott, lead us off here. Okay. List. So, number seven is something that I enjoy in all of his movies, and this one more than any of his other uh, British crime movies. And that's just all the, the dumb nicknames that everybody has. Uh, and that everybody, but the, the I, I like how nobody like, ever questions it. It's always just part of the setting. These people yeah. have weird nicknames. Uh, so you got Johnny Quid, the Wild Bunch, One Two Mumbles, Handsome Bob, Fred the Head. <laughs> yeah, it's just like. Is that what day, they were saying this entire movie? I didn't understand any of those names. <laughs> uh, I don't think they ever said the real names in this. Uh, but yeah, yeah, just the that and kind of the the lingo that goes along with it. Um, that probably, again, Jeff hated. Uh, but. I don't hate it. I just don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this, this one's kind of simple. Uh, I just like the, just kind of the weirdness of this, like, under underworld that's going on. I'll have more to say about that later. All right, Alex, number seven. My number seven is a bit of a dislike. Uh, pretty much my one dislike of this whole movie is that Ludacris and Jeremy Piven... Kind of, uh, they were kind of shoehorned in. Their characters weren't giving much to do, but only because there's already other characters going on that I didn't think they got the screen time that they deserved so that their characters could be fleshed out. The movie was already jam-packed with other, like, vibrant living characters and stuff, and it just seemed like, uh, we got Ludacris and Jeremy Piven, where are we going to put them? (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I, I did. I agree, Alex. For once, uh, I felt like their characters were kind of like the the weak link, because um, mm-hmm. everybody's like super British and doing super British shit, mm-hmm. and and all of a sudden there's these two very recognizable Americans, and yeah, it, it did. I I didn't think about it before, but yeah, it does kind of take you out of it a little bit, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, I think if we had had more times with those characters, like having an American point of view. But having them, I mean, it seemed like they've been in London or in England for forever. Having their American point of view and how they've, you know, lived in England for that many years would have been awesome to see. But, you know, we didn't get to. Yep. Yeah, and it's um, it, same thing. My, my number seven is uh, Jeremy Piven took me immediately out of this movie. Um, <laughs> Ludacris, not so much because I really don't know much about him. But they, they their story mode always took me out of it but just pivot in general like maybe because i watch so much entourage i just see ari gold whenever i see him and he didn't he doesn't have much range i mean every time i've seen him in anything right like he's gotten more hair over the years but he's still the same <laughs> guy that's weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like the old school any of that stuff he's just like the same jeremy pivot and so which i and i love him in stuff like old school and entourage but in this it did like even though i didn't like this movie that much but at least I'm in this British mode. I'm like, okay, okay. And then all it's, you know, Ari Gold shows up and it was weird. Yeah. The more, the more I think about it. Uh, so, so almost all the characters have this kind of veneer of 
kind of sleazy cool to them. And neither one of those characters were cool. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that was probably the problem. Like, they gave Pivens, and, and a little bit to Ludacris, like, some kind of snappy dialogue, and it just didn't have the same, like, cadence and that, that everybody else was, was doing. Right. So. All right. Um, so, Scott, number six. Uh, my number six is uh, the MacGuffin in this, the MacGuffin painting. Uh, I liked how it kind of tied everything together. Um, especially if you it know, really ties the room together. Yeah, yeah, it really, t- yeah. It really tied the movie together. <laughs> um, it, it very, uh, one might argue that it's kind of a, <laughs> a, a very strong homage to Pulp Fiction, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I like that. It basically is the thing that sets everything in motion that that brings everything to a head. Um, and I like how again you you never see it. Um, it's kind of a another perfect MacGuffin. Uh, people want it. People are dying over it. Uh, it it's part of some jokes. And, uh, yeah, you, we as the audience never see it. We just get to see everybody react to it. Yeah. But, by mm-hmm. the way, I agree with that, everything you said. But now you keep saying MacGuffins. That's awesome that the movie theater we went to the other day, their inside bar was called MacGuffins. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a common thing for in theater bars, but that's hilarious. It's Let's a re- it's, it it's a reason to go to the movie theater. <laughs> it is, and 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 I'm going to throw this out there: a beer costs seven dollars, which is only like two dollars more than a soda. So you're <laughs> does, stupid not to get a beer. Does it come in a giant popcorn bucket? No. Best cup? It doesn't come in the uh, one refill. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying, I I could never finish a giant bucket of beer, or well, I could finish a giant bucket of beer. I couldn't finish a giant bucket of soda, so it's almost coming out even. I want to know who can fucking get one of those giant things of soda and not have to give up, get up to pee in the middle of a movie. Yeah, I know. Like nobody, mm-hmm. there's not a person on the planet. Kids, now kids would have to get up. Uh, even a kid. I remember back in the day, I could just, I never had to go to the bathroom during the movies. But then also, I couldn't afford a soda there. So you're right. Okay, never mind. I was smuggling in everything back in the day. In the in your prison pocket? <laughs> yes, my butthole, Scott. Eh. I smuggled in a giant Dr. Pepper in my butthole. So, sorry, that was a that was a Deadpool 2 reference. <laughs> anyway. I know. It's also mm. a prison reference. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's- <laughs> All right, uh, so Alex, number six. My number six is just the easy robbery. Just the easy, <laughs> the easy time they had of the first robbery. It was pretty much just two other accountants going to take the money from point A to point B. <laughs> yeah. And they're right there. It's like, hey, put the case in the fucking car. Walk away. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And they didn't even have guns, but that was the story that they told uh, the Russian boss. <laughs> Then they couldn't get this car started and everything. It's like, hey, <laughs> just holding the keys instead of like doing something sensible, like running away with the keys or something. It's like, no, he just hands them over. And it tells him how to put it in reverse. And... <laughs> yeah. All right, now fuck off. <laughs> By the way, I didn't know until like ten minutes left in this movie that that was Gerard Butler. I thought it was Clive Owen. I get them confused. Chivas <laughs> age. I know. I'm racist. 
Oh, white people. They kind of look the same. And I like both actors, but I always get them confused. I don't know why. I don't know why you did, Jeff. Because one of them has, is Scottish. <laughs> I can't. Okay, I definitely can't tell the difference between Scottish, Irish, and English. Sorry, I uh, guys, someone's gonna kill me. I really don't mean that, people. I just have a hard time with the accent and Australian. They all sound the same to me. I have like, you know, people there's, can't smell things. I can't hear things properly. No, there's people that can't tell faces apart. Yeah, like literally. So, I, I like I have a problem with the accents. Yes. Yeah. Uh, don't judge me. Or you can judge me. I don't care. Um, so my number six. Well, is, this. So this is not a knock on the movie. It's a knock on me. Because I don't understand any of this shit. That's my number six. <laughs> every every British movie we, we watch. But yeah, also, I mean, this is a little more stylized. So I'm not getting. It's just a bunch of people that look similar. And yeah, I, I still don't know what the movie was about, to be honest. Yeah, the painting was stolen. And there's a Russian guy. And. and Falcone Carmine is involved somehow. I really don't know, and I thought it was Clive Owen. It wasn't, so it was. It was Leonidas. Leonidas, the name I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah, and and and, and Bane was involved, but he lost a lot of weight. It was weird. And the guns, and the gunslinger. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I can't blame. Them, but I've yeah, I was gonna say all Guy Ritchie movies are like that, but then they're all British people too. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's the British thing or just his filmmaking. I don't know. Or it's me. It's probably me. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Scott, number five. Okay, my number five is Johnny Quid and Pedro. So uh, so I like yeah. I like how they're like clearly just like filthy heroin addicts. But they but again there's that same kind of veneer of almost like pseudo class to it. He's playing the piano and waxing philosophical. Um like I'll all of his scenes uh, are great. Um, so the actor Toby Kebbell, Kebbell uh, usually plays like the bad guy these days. Uh, I mean, he is British, so it makes sense mm-hmm. that they <laughs> the British villain. But uh, yeah, just all their scenes of of like, yeah, I guess that that is kind of how heroin addict would roll. That that used to have money, uh, rock and roll. Yeah, and he's always got the. Equipped for everything, and is he always calling everybody else junkies? Yeah, there's fucking junkies out of here. Yeah, and then he stabs a dude with a with a like a golf pencil, basically. I don't know, what was it? Yeah, cool. something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Then the bouncer. Yeah, and then uh, Archie slaps him, and he gives the. I'm only little. Yeah, I enjoyed all their scenes, and the fact that he calls the dude Pedro. Okay, sorry, I just finally figured out he was bugging me the whole time who he was, and I just now found it. It was in an episode of Mirror. Black, Black Mirror. Mirror. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's where I remember him from. I couldn't figure it out until right now. I thought he was... Was it the really fucked up one? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> that one episode? It's the one where they wear the contacts so they can like rewind and see what, what their spouses see. I don't know if you remember that one or not. He was, uh, he was Doom in uh, the latest Fantastic Four movie. Boo. <laughs> really? No, no good? I haven't seen it, but I heard yeah, it's it's bad. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's bad. It's bad. It's uh, not good. I mean, he's definitely a working actor. He's got like three movies in post-production and three movies in pre-production. 
Nice. Good on him. Mm. Oh, and he's Koba in the War of the Planet of the Apes movies. Eh? There, there you go. Does he have a cabana? Yeah. Yes, he, yes, he does, <laughs> Alex. He's, he's, he's got multiple... I said yeah. that Koba, like I know who that is. Isn't that the main bad guy? I don't even remember. I think it is. Yeah, okay. Could be wrong. <laughs> the monkeys were British? That's weird. Have you ever seen a British monkey? Yeah, Davy Jones. I was a pirate. Yeah, was... he's got a famous locker. <laughs> oh, but Hey, also... hey, Jeff. <laughs> he's the monkey? Got it. I was going to say, all the monkeys in India that were under British rule, I, could they be considered... British monkeys? I'm not sure. Like in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> yeah, you are. I'm sitting by, sitting by myself uh, talking. I, talking I, I, I dare you to find another podcast that's uh, <laughs> making, making monkeys references. Make, making uh, monkeys <laughs> references. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Whose turn is it? Someone talk. It's my number five. And I love both scenes with one two dancing. <laughs> first, he's at well, they don't show the first time that he actually dances, but the first time that he's shown dancing, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm a great dancer," trying to impress the uh, the accountant lady. <laughs> I forget her name, but he's all shoving all around with no rhythm whatsoever. It's right. freaking terrible. <laughs> it's so comical watching him try and dance to impress this girl. Uh, it was awesome. There's nothing then, funny about bad dancing, Alex. <laughs> that's all I do. The other scene where he's very upset that who who is it? Uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy's character. Yeah, handsome, handsome Bob. Handsome Bob. And he's pretty much the only know the only one that doesn't know that he's gay. He's going to throw him away a big going to jail party with strippers and everything. And Hansel Bob just tell him, no, nah, I just want you. And then he freaks out. And he's in the car just contemplating. He's like, so what What? Uh, what, what do you want to do to, to me? <laughs> and then he's uncomfortable throughout most of the, like, a good third of the movie. And they show a flashback. And what he actually did was just go to a gay club and they just slow dancing. <laughs> so so that did lead to, like, like one of my favorite, like, you know, lines of speeches. Stop me if this is on somebody's list. But Idris, Idris Elba talking to him later in the movie about, about Hansel Bob. About, That's a good scene. Yeah, about how when uh, one, two, went to prison and Idris Elba's telling him, now I'm your best mate. <laughs> and Hansel Bob looked up, went and visited your mom every day when you're in prison. Like, I didn't do that shit. If, yeah. <laughs> if I had to be, if, yeah, to be the kind of human being that he is, if I had to be a puff, <laughs> I like that term too, a puff. Yeah, is it a puff or a poof? What are they saying? Poof. I, don't I don't know. Understand. I don't know. Poof. 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 Be a poof. Yeah, I'd have see, to think no, about no it. No one knows. <laughs> I'd have to think about it. Not for long, mind you. <laughs> yeah. But it'd give me pause, you know? Yeah. So. But yeah, I, I did <laughs> like uh, Alex during the, the party. Uh, like, when they're dancing and you can't hear what they're saying. So they just use, like, the subtitles. Oh, that was cool. Oh, yeah. And Jeff could understand it. Yeah, yeah, the only part that Jeff understood. It was. Uh, all right. Um, so mine, I guess I'll just go with that. Mine is the same thing. I have the coming out scene and the gay stuff, which pretty much you kind of just covered. Um, and this is, honest to God, I had... I'm, I'm, there are the car driving. I had no idea what was going on. 
And then all of a sudden he gets out of the car and he's freaking out. I'm like, what's going on? And then like, only because of overreaction, I'm like, oh, I think the guy just came out as gay. And I really didn't know because I don't understand a word they're saying. He's like, I've seen you with all girlfriends, mate. And everything. I'm like, so you've seen him with girlfriends? And I was like, oh, okay. And then, but then, okay, explain this to me. Was, they thought he was, he was going to die or something? No, that he's going to jail for five years. Jail. See, I seriously, guys, I'm not making this up. <laughs> really, that was no like that was like on. a huge part of the plot that came around later too. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, and I knew I was missing it. Okay, so they thought, and so that's why he ended up at the party later on. He's like, I thought it was my last day. And, uh, You're supposed to be in jail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, yeah, okay, that's because I was getting him also confused with Johnny Quid because they thought he was dead, and so that's why I'm getting confused. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Um, so uh yeah but i thought all that stuff and it's yeah they put humor on it but you know it's he's like oh yeah you know like buff a uh, tough guy's gonna be like afraid of his gay friend and then um now it's my fault um, yeah he's the it's just it's kind of how these guys would react i think and yeah upset at first and then you know it's still your still your mate so you're gonna be fine with it but you're still really not fine with it but like same with idris elba like i do it yeah not really I'm just gonna... i like it they, it was good he went through with the favor, though. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's a that's a good friend right there. Yeah, and I always forget that Idris Elba's British. Yeah, He's out there, and all these guys I forget are British. No, no, like that's that's deceiving. You guys are too good at your American accents. American, yeah, my voluptuous American accent. Watch seasons of seasons of of The Wire, and you see, oh, I'm great. I'm Bane, and, <laughs> and then this is Sparta. All this other shit. Spartans were American. I know, but it was that movie. Anyways, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. British people, you guys are good at their accents. I'll give you that. But the American ones, <laughs> your own American. ones, I can't understand a word you're saying. All right, American accent. Alex Scott War. Okay, uh, number four, the uh, the the kind of criminal underworld that's going on here but it's a small criminal underworld uh, everybody knows who everybody is uh, mm-hmm. I like how even even at the end when Johnny Quid is uh, brought before them when they're all strung up and uh, he starts naming people even with the hoods on <laughs> and uh, how they I don't know it's just this weird kind of uh like sense of community that they have going on there, I and mean, even though that they're all ready to like stab each other in the back, I guess. Um, although it's really just, uh, uh, as you said, uh, Falcone. Uh, <laughs> that that's really the the real bastard, uh, Tom Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, even at even at points, Mark Strong is like, "Really? Are we really doing this?" Uh, and Wilkinson's like, yes, we're doing this. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I, it's hard for me to, to articulate. Uh, just that, again, that that's that the whole movie is just coated with that 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 kind of sleazy. <laughs> uh, these these people are up to no good, but they're still all very likable, with a couple of exceptions. And I think Jeff just went and got a ninja beer. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Apparently, not quiet enough. Uh, hey, I didn't know that Tom Wilkinson was British either. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pretty much all these people are from the UK. 
Yeah, I didn't know. So halfway, I'm like, this looks like the guy from Batman, but that guy wasn't British, and he had more hair. I don't know what's going on. Then... <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so yeah, just the the kind of world that that was built here, even though it takes place in London. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is just all the great characters. Everybody, everybody's so vibrant, and you know, you could. They seem to leap off the screen pretty much, like almost every single one of them. It's just fantastic. With one or two lines, you get like you don't have to understand their backstory or anything like that, but you get who they are like within the the confines of the story. If that makes any sense, but it's just fantastic. Yep, I agree. Fair enough. And speaking of a specific character, I want to point out is Tom Wilkinson's character which is Lenny yeah. or Sydney both okay. spoilers yeah. at least I got that part right for fuck's sake Jesus mm. um, yeah I, I just loved him at the, especially at the beginning of the movie I just loved the way he acted and everything about him so I really dug his character at the beginning think before you drink before you drive me mad yeah great line um, mm-hmm. so yeah Lenny slash Sydney number four Scott number three uh, did we skip Alex? No, we just went. no. All right, yeah. So number three is the the twist. Um, so not so much for the twist itself, but just the the way it all plays out. Um, where they they go to the uh, the courtroom, where he's in the curtained off like little box that he's in, and they go through how all of them got thrown in jail, and and it kind of finishes with Mark Strong. Strong's character, and the whole time, uh, as you said, Tom Wilkinson is just smugly sending all these guys to jail for not not just to like save his own skin, but he's like super smug about it, like his own right hand man. Uh, he's like, yeah, he's getting too uppity. Send him to jail. Uh, yeah. And I did like how um, so Wilkinson's character like kind of def- tries to defend himself like early on during that scene. After they found out, and uh, he gets he gets backslapped or backhanded, and then he's just kind of quiet the rest of the scene. Like he knows he's fucked, uh, but he doesn't say anything else. Mm-hmm. I like that too. Uh, the famous Archie backhand. Yeah, uh, and he comes around at the end there. Um, and I like how Mark Strong's character um, was also like you know Mark, Mark Strong's always great, um, but yeah, like none of the, he's not like. Uh, he's he's just as bad as like the rest of them. He's vicious. He's vindictive, uh, but he does have like a little. He has like a soft spot for, again, this kind of criminal underworld. These people that uh, like share it with him. Um, so you know he's not out. He doesn't go out of his way to fuck with them. So he lets everybody go. Uh, so yeah, mm-hmm. the twist. All right, Alex. Uh, keeping in line with that, and Lenny and the twist is the comeuppance that Lenny gets. Whew, sweet. Just sweet comeuppance. First, it just happens on the golf course when he, he just lips off to the Russian calling him a fucking immigrant. Like, Jesus H. And then he just gets golf clubs right in the leg and then the ribs and a little bit in the face. <laughs> God, that was a satisfying scene. <laughs> then he just leaves them there without a cart. Then he's in the wheelchair for the rest of the, like the last like thirty, twenty, thirty minutes of the movie. 
And yeah, once they find out, oh, Lenny's the one that screwed us all over just to save his own skin and to try and teach us a lesson or whatever, they put him in with the American American crayfish. <laughs> yeah, you guys know, is that a real thing, that story he talks about? It sounds legit. <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. know. <laughs> so, so I haven't done my research. So this is kind of similar to uh, Snatch, the whole thing about the pigs. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yep. Like, the guy basically has a pig farm, and he gives this, he gives this big big speech about how pigs will eat anything, and so it's basically implying that's how he disposes of bodies. Wasn't mm-hmm. that uh? I've seen that in a couple other movies too, but now I don't remember which ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Red Dragon. No, not Red Dragon. What's that one? Hannibal. Just Hannibal. Hannibal Rising Hannibal. or something. Is that what it is? Han- I think you're right. I think it is. Hannibal. Not Hannibal Rising because that's the prequel with the kid. But I don't think there. So the sec. Was there one just called Hannibal? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's where they eat what's his face's brains. Oh, Ray Bolita. Ray Bolita. Ray Bolita. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie. It's terrible. Don't watch it. Yeah, don't watch it. <laughs> All right. Uh, my turn? Yep. Okay. Um, so this is a weird... Another cast member I want to bring out is... Uh, is, is it Tandy Newton, right? I, I have... It's yeah. weird because I have never recognized her from any other movies... And then just lately, she's been on Westworld the last couple of years. Yep. She was in the new, she's in Solo that just came out. And so seeing her in this, and it's like I don't know, like ten years ago, like she looks the same but different. It was just weird seeing her. You know, I thought she was a really cool character. Yeah, um, and it's just weird. Like I said, someone I've never heard of before. All of a sudden, she's in everything. It's like bam, bam. Like when we saw Solo, Brian's like, "That's the girl from Westworld." I'm like, "Is it? All right." And then I've been rewatching Westworld or watching season two of Westworld. I'm like, "Holy shit, it is her!" And then to see her in this, I'm like, "Oh crap!" So. And her liked her character was really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's uh, Mission Impossible Two. <laughs> yeah, I was looking that up, but I've only seen that once. And uh, that Interview with the Vampire early on. Um, really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, what was the uh, Oh, Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah, she had a big role yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, but once again, that's a long time ago yeah, since yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 2012. Eek. I don't know if like, I've ever seen that one actually, but I can tell you she is really good in Westworld. Um, if you haven't, if you haven't been watching Westworld, she's an awesome character. Solo, not so much, but no one really shines in that movie. All right, Scott, number two. All right, my number two, and we've kind of mostly been talking about this with just the cast. Uh, this is a uh, definitely an all-star British cast that we got going on here, and. Uh, and it pivot and ludicrous, uh, but whereas they they kind of uh, take things out, take take you out of the movie a little bit. Everybody else uh, is great here. And they bring you back in. Yep, Jared Butler, Wilkinson, Newton, Mark Strong, Idris Elba, and then this is um, Idris Elba and Tom Hardy before they really hit kind of the A list. Um, yeah, uh, and Mark Strong. Uh, like the wire was out, right? I know it wasn't Hollywood big, but um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, yeah, I'm not to say they, they they weren't established at that point, but yeah, um, uh, yeah. Mark Strong, I don't, Mark Strong's never quite gotten to that A list, uh, but he's always like he pretty much makes every movie that he's in better 
He's one of those guys where it's like, oh, it's Mark Strong. Uh, I still don't know what he is. <laughs> Archie. Yeah. Yeah. He had hair. I don't know why we keep bringing that up, but yeah. <laughs> we, he has hair in this movie. Yeah. And then and, he was the main bad guy in Kick-Ass. Yeah, I know. He's one of those guys I should know because he's in a bunch of stuff, but I can never pick him out like for some reason. I also have that disease you're talking about. I don't recognize faces, too, apparently. It's <laughs> in uh, Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another movie with a bunch of British people, Jeff, so you yeah, probably exactly. hated it. Mm-hmm. And the one American talk with a lith, though. So, yeah. Sophie Boutella. Uh, so, yeah, just, just a great cast. Um, everybody got to do something. So... Worked out. Right, let me yeah. jump in. This is my number two as well. Cast was awesome. Even like, I think I was I was texting you guys. I'm like, oh crap, it's a Guy Ritchie movie. I hate Guy Ritchie movies, but oh crap, I love all the people in the cast. So it was kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, I, and, and it's always kind of a, I don't know, a risk when you throw like that many kind of higher tiered actors together, because uh, then you always run the risk of becoming distracting or people mailing in or whatever the case may be. But uh, yeah, it definitely worked here. How come uh, Gerard Butler hasn't really done much lately? He does. He's like Good. in shitty action movie mode ever since like three hundred. Basically, yeah. He did like that yeah. one. He did that like that one rom com with uh, what's her face, uh, Catherine Heigl. Oh, and then he did terrible one with, already. Then he yeah. did one with Jennifer Aniston. And then what was it? Wasn't his thing? Uh, P.S. I love you. Did he do that one? Where he he, oh, he's yes. like a he was a husband and he died, but he left all these instructions on how his wife could like get on with her life. Yeah, I see. He plays Jerry. So hey, Jerry. Yeah, he's <laughs> his body of work is not good. Yeah. <laughs> he's been in some. He's been in some pretty great ones, but uh... Gods of Egypt, London has fallen, Olympus has fallen. That's oh, yeah. right. Geostorm. So Gods of Egypt was hilarious because he was like. You could tell he was out of shape for that movie. <laughs> so, you know, he's he's going fucking shirtless 300 in this one. He's got, like, the, the breastplate on the whole time. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Bounty Hunter. Uh, That's right. So I said, I skipped Alex. So what's your number two, Alex? Oh, my number two is that endless chase with the big robbery. Where they got the, the mean, hard-ass ex-soldier Russians to guard the money. Then they hit it with a truck, and then they have guns, right? Or no? What do they have? They have guns, right? Yo, with rock salt. That's right. Uh, and they they get the case, but then the chase just takes forever. <laughs> they keep going, and they split up, and they keep chasing one and two, and he keeps putting them down, but the Russians keep getting back up. And by the end of it, I was exhausted watching this thing. <laughs> Yep, I have more yeah. to say about this. This is my number one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll stop right there. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, keep going, because, I mean, I agree with everything with you. I love the chase. I love the... It just keeps going on forever, and he goes, God damn, these guys won't stay down. <laughs> it's like, and... what are these guys made of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is my number one, too. Uh, one, two. One, also. Uh, yeah, it just... Uh, Great sequence, just the way that it's shot and edited together, and like kind of the flashback, and even the music. How like each time one of the Russians goes down, there's like that musical cue, 
And then they they going away, and then like the fucking Russians just like magically appear again. Yeah. <laughs> they're fucking killing machines. Um, and it's funny too because you get that like a little bit of a like foreshadowing with that earlier, when the two of them are like kind of talking about how they've they're both like spetsnats, and they've like seen some shit. <laughs> These aren't going to be like the the accounts that they stole the money from the first time, right? <laughs> no, they weren't. Uh, but yeah, just <laughs> things just keep escalating, and yeah, they're just like beating the shit out of them with like golf clubs and stuff, and they just keep getting back up again. And, uh, Knives like, going through the car like Terminator. Yeah, style. and they all yeah. <laughs> they, they, they freak out and crash, and Tread Butler just yells, "Abandon ship! <laughs> Everybody yeah. run for your lives!" <laughs> and they all just take off in different directions. Uh, and then the Idris Elba he, he steals the the moped. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the stupid head and he, he gives the peace sign to a handsome Bob he's going by it's uh, good uh, but yeah the uh, I don't anything to add Jeff no everything you guys said I did like when he was driving on the moped he was way too tall for that thing his like legs are way out in front of him <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, had- I guess the way, it's, the way it started sorry the way it started when they, you know everything was going good and then the guy reached up and just pulled him in and then just Elber's like using the spray and he's getting <laughs> yeah. George yes. Butler more than he's getting him. Yeah. And... It's fucking hilarious when he's like, don't go in there, don't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then uh, <laughs> finally in the the train tracks. And so Guy Ritchie likes to do that thing now where he like attaches the camera to somebody and puts it in their face yeah, as they're running. I don't like that. And yeah. it works here because it was used just a little bit. And, you know, it's the first time I'd ever seen him do it. And... Uh, yeah, when they get on the train tracks and they start running, <laughs> and the the fat one just is gas and he can't keep up with Jared Butler, and George <laughs> Butler just slaps him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then he keeps running, <laughs> and he looks up and there's like the Russian that is in shape. Yeah, and there's just yeah. like this kind of slow speed chase <laughs> in these train tracks, and uh, <laughs> he gives him the the blowjob sign. Do he hits him with the the rebar or whatever it was? I'm like, ah, oh, that whole sequence was fantastic. Yeah. I do like the way they set it up where he before you even know what happens, he shows up to give Tandy Newton the money. She's like, you look like shit. And then you, you hear the, you find out the backstory about why he looks like yeah. that. I, did, I, yeah. I did like that she made it, like she left him hanging. He's like, yeah. don't you want to know how I got like this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so that was Alex number two, and it sounded like that was mine and Scott's number one. Yep. So Alex number one. My number one is Guy Ritchie does a great job well, in these movies, at least, of interweaving all the stories just perfectly so that they intersect. They don't always all intersect, but a couple of them intersect here, some of them intersect there, all at just the right times. And for them to all come to a head at the very end, it's it, fantastic. Yep. like right. Pretty much like Tanny Newton's character is like the linchpin to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's some good writing Bye. there. Bye, Tandy Newton's character. <laughs> All she, right, she uh, lives. That she doesn't. That. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Jeff? Speak up. I can't hear you. That wraps it up. So let's rate this thing. <laughs> Scale of one to seven. One being the worst thing ever. Seven being perfect. Scott? So Give the, it a rating, sir. So this movie, uh, watching again, uh, was, again, very watchable. Like Almost every scene. Uh, just hearing them talk. 
going through all the, the lingo and uh, the action scene in the middle, the, the comedy action in the middle. Um, just all the, the quick quick lines and just all the cool characters. This gets a six for me. All right. Alex? I'm going to give this one a five. Only because it... Even though it didn't, it was a slower paced movie, but it was still good enough that it didn't feel slow. I mean, excluding the lewd and piven scenes. So yeah, it's a strong five. Lewd? Is that what you guys? Is that, <laughs> is that, is that, is that what you call them when you're on a when, when you guys hang out together? Yeah, yo, Luda. That's what the kids call them. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna have to give it a three. Sorry. Damn. Jeff. Um, <laughs> it's it's just not for me. That's all I can say. It's probably a good movie. I. Like I said, my our friend Brandon, you guys know Brandon. He loves Guy Ritchie movies. I'm sure he goes up. But for me, I just they just don't work on me. And I, I don't know. Again, to be fair, Jeff, the, the King Arthur thing was fucking terrible. Well, sure, but this isn't King Arthur. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably right, no, but but I'm saying like just by virtue of it being a Guy Ritchie, he's so he's not he's not uh, uh, Edgar Wright, which which also. You probably don't like all this stuff either, Jeff, so it's probably a bad example. But... No, no, no. I mean, for Edgar Wright, he has hit or misses with me. Like, I, I do like um, the, what do you guys call it? The Cappuccino Trilogy. What is it? The, <laughs> the Ice Cream Sandwich Trilogy? The, the Cornetto. The, the, the blood, the, it's the blood and ice cream. Those the Cornetto, tri- or the Cornetto two Trilogy. Those two, way, I'm yeah. sure I'll like the third one. But, um, yeah, I don't like the video game one. That's about it. I think that's the only one I don't like. Scott anyway, Tobin. three for me. So our crossover list is what, Scott? So top five getaways. So, uh, you know, we didn't really define this, but as I was going through trying to come up with this, I was trying to, to stay away from stuff that were just kind of like straight chases, car chases. Um, I, it might be closer to say escapes, um, but for kind of different reasons, I guess. Uh so, at any rate, uh, my number five on this, to get the ball rolling, uh, I'm going to go to the, the video games. And my number five is going to be from Super Metroid. Uh, so you've... Uh, oh, nice. So you get to the end of the game, you defeated Mother Brain, but the game ain't over yet. Because you've got to escape the planet. Uh, nice. so, you, so you basically, you st- all of a sudden, this timer pops up on the screen, and you've got to get out. And as you go along, um, all of a sudden, like, fucking screen starts rotating, uh... Shit starts like shooting out of the walls. You got to get through some enemies. Um, at one point, you got to figure out which way you're supposed to go. Cause you basically get to a point in the um, in the maps that you've never been to before. Um, and it's it's all intense um, and it's awesome because you get to the ship and in, in some sweet sweet mode seven, <laughs> yeah. the 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 ship. If you get there in time, the ship takes off as the planet explodes. Um, and That's it, funny, Scott. I haven't thought about it in years. And as soon as you said that, the only image I had in my mind was that ship flying toward the screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> funny. Uh, so, yeah, it just uh, was at the time was fucking amazing, and it's so cool thinking about it. Yeah, man. So, Super Metroid, my number five. As it had Super Metroid, not regular Metroid. Yeah, I. You know, I don't even know if Metroid might have had something like that. I don't think it did. I was going to say, because no one beat that game. It's yeah. fucking impossible. No, yeah, you beat Mother Brain, and then you have to escape to the top of the planet. Okay. I don't believe you did it, Alex. Did you do it, or did you watch someone do it? No, I've seen somebody do it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way and I they cheated. It. <laughs> yeah, Justin Bailey did it. Justin Bailey did it. Uh, but yes, uh, Super Metroid. And that was a strong Justin Bailey reference, Alex. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. All right. I don't know who that is. I don't care. Alex, number six. Five. My number five. <laughs> number five. <laughs> is uh, I usually try to leave Star Wars out of uh, these lists because they always end up my number ones. But this is my number five. Star Tours? And it's red. Huh? It's nothing. Space Hookers. Star Tours. Oh. Space Hookers. Get Space Hookers on the brain. <laughs> Not Star Tours. But at the beginning of A New Hope, when R2-D2 and C-3PO have to get out of the uh, Corvette, something? What was Carillion, the name of the ship? Carillion Corvette. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a very slow, uh, very awkwardly timed laser shots that seem to miss everything because, you know, it's stormtroopers. They finally get into like the little escape pod, and they make it to Tatooine. Barely. Only because a guy wanted to save some uh, battery life on his turbo lasers. Yeah. Hold your fire. <laughs> Very nice. All right. My number five is... Um, I don't know if this counts, but I was trying to think... Like Almost all heist movies end up being getaways at some point in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I put one on here, and I put Ocean's Eleven, because I, I do like the the twist in that they did just walk on out of there. It wasn't an action pack scene like this was, right? This is more deception. Um, so the, the getaway in Ocean's Eleven, which if you haven't seen it, I won't spoil it, but I love the way the, the getaway happens in that movie. Yeah, that's cool. Um, all right, Scott, number four. All right, so my number four, and uh, I tried to keep like car chases out of it, but uh, I kept coming back to Terminator 2, um, just the general getaway from the the mental institution um, that culmi- that uh, culminated in them uh, running away from the the T one thousand while he while he was on foot. Uh, so they're stealing one from our next episode. Oh, or whenever that ever Possibly. airs. Yeah, yeah whenever that airs. <laughs> uh, yes, I guess I suppose that I had <laughs> I had not thought about that, but uh, uh, yeah. So T two. The whole mental institution, her getting, her busting out on her own, and then Terminator showing up, and then the other Terminator showing up. No, that's a good one. That's a good uh, getaway. Mm-hmm. I like it. Her, yeah, it's Sarah Connor didn't even need to be saved. That's what the cool part about that is, right? Like yeah, she was on it. her way out. Yeah, yeah. If they didn't show mm-hmm. up, she would have gotten the elevator and got away just fine. I, I think. Um, maybe not. Maybe maybe. Uh... T one thousand might have gotten her. Yeah. What's his name? John Doggett could have got her. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Rough years. All right. Um, Alex. Uh, this one kind of ties into that chase that Scott was talking about, but it's a double whammy of uh, uh, first, <laughs> when Homer Simpson becomes a heathen, he just rejects his religion, and Flanders are trying to uh, bring him back to the flock. And they pull up a car right next to his, and they start singing some Bible song. And so Homer floors it, and Rod just says, The heathen's getting away, Daddy. I see him. They go through this amazing car chase through Springfield, and Homer ends up on a barge with with him and his car just jump off a pier right into a barge that's heading towards Garbage Island. (laughs) And the the other one is because I could yeah, I couldn't decide between the two was when Homer was actually the one chasing them because he's become friends with Flanders and they're trying to get away in the Geo. It's kind of like the T-1000 because he's got the golf clubs because he wanted to go mini-golfing. Oh, yeah, I do remember that one, yeah. 
Uh, and they both got away. Nice. All right. Uh, my number four, and this will be my last heist one. Well, maybe not. I'm not even sure. But uh, the the bank robbery scene in Heat and the subsequent get a, kind of a getaway. Some of them get away. <laughs> De Niro gets away, at least at that part of the movie. And Chris and they all get shot. And Tom Sizemore doesn't get away. But whatever. That scene's awesome. We've talked about it. I want to talk about that scene some more because it's so goddamn cool. I had spray, so, yeah. spray behind my list too. Okay, um, so that's all I had. It's just the the getaway from the the awesome bank robbery scene in Heat. All right, so Scott, number three. Okay, so my number three is Fellowship of the Ring, um, and that's basically the flight through the the halls of Moria. Ooh, ooh that's a good one. Um, yeah. So different stages of this getaway. Uh, there, there's some platforming. <laughs> yep. Yes, there is. Uh, then there's a big CGI cutscene. Uh, there's a uh, uh, some some cover shooting. Boss fighting. Yeah, there's a boss fight. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just, it ends on a kind of a down note. <laughs> uh, I I think my favorite part of that whole sequence though is uh, when the, the orcs are shooting at them, and Legolas almost casually just turns around and like. Like from downtown, like just puts one right between one of their eyes, and arrow goes through his that head. Shot and, is yeah, awesome. yeah, and then the shot's cool because the the orc yeah. just tumbles over the side. Uh, it's like no, 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 no. I'll show you what real shooting looks like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Quick side note: I love Lord of the Rings, and, and we've talked about those movies before. But that in Fellowship, Legolas was awesome, and then yeah, he was doing that. He was just mowing people down with bows and then when he was surfing on shields and taking down the holy fight it got ridiculous but whatever still only counts as one and then talk about platforming the hobbit movies yeah. <laughs> well the the, the the timer was up he only had a minute left yeah that's what i was trying to go for alex number three my number three is the vertellis escaping from jail after they broke out uh what's his face Tony? I don't remember the name, but yeah, the one of the brothers. Yeah, Agent Johnson. Yes, the other one. And it's awesome that it ended kind of like in Deception, a little bit like uh, Ocean's Eleven, but kind of not, when they go into that Baja race on the beach. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was just trying to remember what happened, yeah. Oh, that was badass. And right at the beginning of the movie, it's a great setup to a movie. Yeah, introducing all the kids. Mm-hmm. Aw, oh, shit! Yes. <laughs> Junk. All right. Um, my number three is well, so it might be higher in other people's lists. I'm interested to see if it's yours, but it's the end chase in the Blues Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> so just the infamous car chase that goes on forever. We've got a full tank of gas. This is a movie I need to see again. I've only seen it once or twice, and I I liked it, but not as much as like you know people like love this movie, right? Like I'm not at that stage with yeah. it, so I probably think I need to watch it again and kind of maybe yeah. I missed out. On I think, I, think you just, I know the you chase get, was awesome. You got to keep in mind like just the epic amounts of cocaine <laughs> that were going on. They were being snorted between scenes, yeah, mm-hmm. and then try oh, to yeah. rewatch. And that was just Carrie Fisher. Not <laughs> Whoa, even, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's not even talking the Belushi or Accurate. So yeah, uh, just that's an awesome chase. Oh, that's mm-hmm. that. So we got a full tank of gas. 
I forgot the other one. I can't talk like Dan Aykroyd. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. They get away, but then they don't right after. I know. <laughs> it's still counted. Yeah, it's good. counted. It's a good, it's a good getaway. That's the first one that came to mind, even though I'm not a huge fan of that movie. It's the first one that came to mind. Uh, Scott, number two. Okay. Uh, so my number two is, uh, well, time favorites. Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, Jack Burton. Who? Jack Burton. Him. Uh, <laughs> uh, has has defeated Lopan uh, thanks to his reflexes. And uh, it's so awesome, like, kind of the chain, like, the dominoes that fall after Lopan goes down. Uh, like, literally when he goes down, the, all the statues around him fall over like dominoes. Then the, then the, the building begins to shake. Uh, I, I always forget which uh, which storm is which, but the uh, the big storm um, gets so angry that he explodes. <laughs> uh, thunder, maybe yeah, thunder. And then uh, I think it's uh, all the running running away, uh, trying to escape the the collapsing building, and then lightning shows up. Um, and thanks to mm-hmm. Egg Shen, uh, they they basically drops he a drops rock. One of those, yeah. No, he drops one of those good luck cats oh, that's with right. a waving arm. Yeah, uh, gets crushed by a statue. <laughs> and they, they, they climb out of this hole, and then uh, Aishin's up in this gig- like, like 25, 30 feet up in the ceiling, this small hole. <laughs> and they ask him how to get up there. In one of the all-time lines, he says, wasn't easy, and that's all we need to know. Uh, but they, they yeah. continue on using that, that super awesome, like... John Carpenter should have just stopped at that point. <laughs> You're done. You're any better. They, this great idea about a movie about Mars and ghosts. Yeah, they, they, no, and that's not putting anything about his other stuff. It's just how great of a line that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah he peaked. <laughs> yeah, he peaked. The, you the, can't the, beat that. Even if you did fucking Citizen Kane after that, it's not. No, it's not as good. Yeah, and, the, and they use that that crossbow wench thing that makes no sense. But no. <laughs> it's awesome that they they cross the tunnel. They finally make the route for the front. And well, like, you missed uh, Kurt Russell just jumps up there. No, that's the first hole. Oh, that's the first hole. Yeah, he, cl- okay. he clearly jumps off like some platform. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it's the second one they they use the rope or okay, the the, okay. the winch thing. Yeah, yeah, right. um, yeah. He fucking clears that thing. Oh my god. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we well, drank the tea. He's feeling pretty invincible. He, he was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they they get out and there's the 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 one shot of like him doing something cool other than the little pan thing where he's like outrunning the bullets. Um, Asian throws one more of his like. Gem grenades, <laughs> and then it's such a stupid line. And then the like <laughs> them getting in the truck, and uh, she asks him where he has the keys. And he's like, "Of course, I've got the spare. I got a spare." And then yeah, is. and then she st- he starts up the truck, and Kim Kachow's like, "What was that?" This is like a five point on the Richter scale, and they they drive away. Uh, it's a great getaway. That's my number two. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is Point Break. When uh, Johnny Utah finally goes after him and he's chasing down Bodie, Mr. Reagan, and they're on foot and they're going through houses, dogs get thrown, and then when he falls down, his knee blows out, and Johnny Utah's knees blows out, and he's climbing the fence and he can shoot him, he's got a clear shot at him. And he just points his gun into the air and goes, ah, and he, and he can't do it. And he unloads. Yeah. Just like in uh, Hot Fuzz. Yeah. I think they stole it from that movie. <laughs> I think they did. Yeah. Maybe. It's a good scene. Honorable mention for me, actually, I have that on my list. 
as I mentioned. Hmm. All right, my number two, and of course I have Star Wars on my list, but mine's a little bit different. Mine's the Escape from the Death Star. So, well, the first one, the only escape is when they save the princess and, you know, swinging over the chasm, blah, blah, getting in the star, and then the TIE fighter fight as they're leaving. Okay. So, uh, that's a good, it's the first time you see the William Falcon really in action. Um, Luke and Han in the, the turrets. Just the music, it's awesome. But and I also include the whole, like, pretty much after Han, the the the, the, the swing and all that, the run, the chase, the part two. I, call, I consider all that part of the getaway. Yeah. So there it is. Cool. That's my stars, but it's not number one. It's on my list, but number one. So. Mm-hmm. Scott, number one. All right. So my number one is Jeff. Already mentioned is Heat. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, just a a rad moment in cinema. And yeah, we'll hold off on going into more detail when we talk about this again at some point. It's the, the escape from the failed. Well, I guess it wasn't a failed, but uh, not quite as planned uh, bank heist. <laughs> I mean, only like who makes it out? Just two of them make it out, right? Two out of the four, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, 50%. That's not bad. Yeah. No, no Trejo. So he was already yeah. indisposed. Yeah. And then Joe Boo dies. Sizemore, yeah. All right, Alex, number one. Number one is actually from a more of a recent movie, and that's Baby Driver. Just the first initial getaway. That was insane. Okay. It's fantastic driving, fantastic stunts, and then at the end of it, they just go to a parking garage, switch cars, and then just at the speed limit, just leisurely, just go back to the hideout and count their monies. It's the chase is so amazing, but it's all visual. So there's no way I could describe how awesome it is. But it's fantastic. Go watch it, people. I've seen it. It was all right. I think I had the same reaction to Scott. It's like all right. I was I was disappointed with it because I I liked it, but it didn't like really uh, blow me away like his other movies had. All right. Um, my number one is E.T. When the boys the bike chase. Away from the cops when they uh, when Elliot basically with all the radios, yeah, with all the radios or guns, depending <laughs> on which version you watch, and the bike chase, the whole just the kids splitting up and doing cool tricks with their bikes through the construction yard, and then the, yeah, obviously, cool. yeah, and then obviously the ET making them fly. So that's number one. I think we've done that episode, we've done that movie, right? So I don't get into details, but uh, mm-hmm. ET and also redone in Stranger Things. Yeah, honorable mention. <laughs> Slightly different, but same scene. Flips over his goddamn van. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, that's it. And, and I have one honorable mention. It would just be uh, almost every scene in Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> Yeehaw! Dang, ain't no way these jokers are getting out of this bucket of molasses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, honorable mention for me for uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Oh. When he escapes the old lady, <laughs> and it turns into a Looney Tune. Yeah. I want to say that scene's like been in like ten of our lists so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it shows it's up a great scene. <laughs> a great old lady with the uh, curlers in her hair scenes. Yeah, yeah cigarettes. Yeah, those. Yeah, number one. All right. Uh, it's. Do we have any feedback? I don't think we sent out an email this time, right? No, or, we didn't. Whatever. Sorry, too email. busy with E three. Yeah, this, no problem this week. All right, it's time for Neom News. 
Or it's time for Alex No Sports. <laughs> I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? I almost started going for Alex. <laughs> I almost went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> My bad, sorry. Well, the World Coming Cup has guard. started. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is in fine form. And, uh, yeah, Spain, Portugal, what, th- 3-3? to three? Yep. High-kicking, low-scoring action. And Taz, you bet. Scott, before we started recording, you said something about a baseball player getting a Tommy Chong operation. Tommy yes, Chong. it's it's uh, it's a quite <laughs> it's a cure. It's, for it's a very reefer? frequent uh, um, operation that uh, that occurs in uh, not just sports but all walks of life, really. Oh, that's the oh, funniest okay. thing Alex has ever said. <laughs> Tommy Chong surgery. What is? What's what? What, 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 what are the odds that Tommy Chong needed Tommy Chong surgery? Yeah, no way, man. <laughs> oh God! But yes, uh, World Cup's underway. We'll we'll finally we'll finally learn once and for all which is the greatest country in the world: Mexico or Portugal? Or Portugal? God damn it! It's funny every four years. Yeah. Just look up that clip on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Periaga. Ariaga <laughs> dos. Aruglia. Pizzosa. Everybody's like Pele jumping out of the, the jacuzzi and high fiving. Oh, God. Blimp. Yeah. The Hank Williams. <laughs> Open wide for some soccer. <laughs> Dad, how come you never take us to a soccer game? I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, fantastic. Have you guys seen a commercial recently? I don't know what it's advertising, but you know when the soccer players, when they score, they run to the corner and they slide in their knees. And like, ah. Yeah. It's just some dude doing that, and they just have it, like, looped, and he just slides all over the field doing that. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know what it's for. Some of the soccer gifts are good. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, now it's time for Neem News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay. Scott. Yes, sorry. <laughs> uh, long day. Um, you need a Tommy Chong operation, my friend. I don't think that, that would, would help. That would be, that would be the, the wrong thing. Anyways, uh, so um, just a, a quick review on something that I've seen a few episodes on. Uh, it's It's been on Amazon Prime for a really long time now, but there's that uh, cop drama uh, about the detective, the titular Bosch. Uh, oh, they're going to say Police Academy. No, okay. no. Uh, so I've watched a few episodes of this. It's pretty solid. Um, it doesn't get too heavy into the procedural part of it. Um, it's more about the, the drama. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it so far. I'll wait till I get through season one before I full recommendation. Um, some of it's a little bit over the top because people being... <laughs> It, one of those things where people have to be shitty at their jobs in order to create drama, mm-hmm. um, especially with police. But, it's like Sidbowitz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Never so, seen so that. And then uh, <laughs> switching gears. Um, well, uh, I saw Deadpool 2. I enjoyed that. So I'll just leave it at that. And then uh, Resident Evil. So sorry. Video game Don't news. Don't finish that sentence. Mm-hmm. Resident right. Evil 2. 
So uh, a lot of news came out of uh, E3, which was the this week, at least of, as of this recording. Last, yeah, last week when you're hearing this. Hopefully. Um, so just some, <laughs> some highlights from that for those that, that like the, the video games. Uh, so I, I it, it's crazy now. So E3, um, for the long, longest time, and probably still is, is the the biggest uh, video game trade show, at least as far as announcements go. There's the, the Gamescom thing in, in Germany, which has like a bajillion people go. But it's not as big for announcements. Uh, but for a long time before, like not even that long ago, maybe five, six years ago, uh, before like internet coverage really became fully prevalent, um, it was still like you needed to go to find out shit. Uh, but now you can just see all the announcements online. Uh, and there were, were some things that uh, I, I still have a nerd boner over. Um, the biggest being uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Uh, which I knew was kind of in the works, but I hadn't thought about it at all. And then all of a sudden there was this trailer where there's a lot of CG stuff going on. And I was only kind of half watching it. And then uh, I'm like, oh, there's zombies. Okay. And then I saw a cop that had the, the Raccoon City Police Department uh, patch on it. I'm like, oh, hey, another Resident Evil. I'm like, that's not Leon, is it? No, oh, no, it doesn't look anything like him. And then some more stuff happened. I'm like, yeah, this is all familiar. What the hell's going on? And then he started walking up towards the police station. And I was like, I know that building. Oh, my God! And it all clicked in place, like the end of uh, Usual Suspects. <laughs> and uh, it looks fucking awesome. I watched some, some gameplay. So for Resident Evil fans, it looks amazing. Uh, new Assassin's Creed, which I've never really been that into. Uh, yeah. But the, this new Odyssey one looks pretty awesome. It's kind of in my wheelhouse. Um, I've always been fascinated with, uh, with classical Greece and and Rome, and that's when this takes place, is uh, probably Hellenic uh, Greece. Um, go around the islands and stuff, and it looks pretty damn cool. And then finally, something that really surprised me, um, I, I still haven't played Last of Us. Uh, I've actually got it downloaded, still haven't gotten around to it. So I haven't been that excited when like it was announced that there was a second one. But they showed uh, a piece of it, and it looked fucking amazing. Um... So, yeah, looking forward to all this. Uh, um, BioWare has Anthem coming out early next year. Um, and that's basically Destiny, but everybody wears Iron Man suits. So, ho- mm-hmm. hopefully that hopefully that's that's good. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's it for me. Um, Alex, I'm guessing you have a couple of things you wanted to mention, at least. Yeah, a couple of things. Uh, Bethesda. With they made a surprise announcement for me with the Vault seventy six, which I did not see coming at all, and that it was a survival. It's going to be a survival like MMO persistent world type of game, which I've been wanting to get into them. But some of these like I haven't played Rust or any of the other ones because like Evolve looks like poop, and Conan. I was I had hopes for Conan because I love Conan, but it looks like dog shit as well. But you know if anybody can pull it off. It's Bethesda, and in the Fallout universe, that'd be amazing. So, I hope it's good. So, it looks cool, but it's funny, for as disappointed as I was with Fallout 4, I played a shitload of Fallout 4, so yeah. so I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll give this one a try. This one's coming out in September, I think, so it's not that yeah, far down the road. Pretty soon, yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. That's I awesome. like how... And lastly... 
one of my favorite animes that I, for some reason, saw as a kid was Fist of the North Star. It's bloody as all hell. If you, you can watch clips of it on YouTube, it's amazing. And finally, a really good, in my opinion at least, video game is coming out for it. Fist of the North Star Lost Paradise. It looks bloody as hell. And uh, fun to match. That's right. I'm super psyched for it. I don't. I don't. We don't have to explain this to Jeff. Yeah, he no, knows yeah. all about it. I, I, I subscribe to Nintendo Power. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, all right, Jeff, you have anything in the in the way of other video games, perhaps, no, or anything else? <laughs> no video games at all. Uh, but I saw two movies. Just, uh, just I saw Upgrade. It's a cool little sci-fi flick. I recommend it. It's. Not the greatest story, but it's a cool little movie. And then I, uh, one I won't recommend is I saw Hotel Artemis, and that was kind of de- didn't live up to what I thought. I don't know. I thought a movie with Jodie Foster based on the John Wick lore, but yeah. But it does have Sophie Botella. It does, and she's and attractive. Goldblum's in it, right? Goldblum's in it, and yeah. But it's it's yeah. right, maybe watch it on home video. Uh, or if you have movie pass like me, that's I actually went to go see Ocean's Eight, and then it was pretty much sold out, so I got saw that instead. So, so Jeff, when when you go up to the theaters now, do you pull out your ID and then then hand it over to the to the cashier and go, Jeff, multi pass, movie pass, <laughs> Jeff Dallas, movie pass. No, I probably should though. Just push it against the glass. <laughs> movie pass. <laughs> she knows it's a movie pass. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't do that. But uh, yeah, those uh, those are the, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Oh yeah, Chris Hardwick's a douche now apparently too. Uh, hey, yeah. yes, Hollywood. God damn it. Mm. Um, yeah. All right. Um, there I think it that's it. So thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.